Have you ever had a situation where you knew you needed to talk to someone, but it wasn't going to be an easy conversation? This week, my guest, Julie Kratz, talks about how you can approach those candid conversations. Okay, here's the show. Welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is a production of Roundpeg, and this is your host, Lorraine Ball. Today, I am so excited to hang out with Julie Kratz once again. Hey, Julie. Hey, thanks for having me. My pleasure. For those of you who have not met Julie before, she is the author of several books on developing relationships with male allies, creating diverse and high-performance teams, as well as women's leadership. She is a coach, she is a professional speaker, and she's all around an interesting person. So, Julie, thanks for coming and joining us. I can't wait to talk. (laughs) Today, what I really want to talk about is something that I think you're really good at, which is having those candid conversations. Mm -hmm. We all get into those situations at work where you got to talk to somebody and it's uncomfortable and you don't know how to start. How should you start? Yes, Lorraine. I often say in my diversity and inclusion work, it is a candid conversation. (laughs) So that's one example. Um, But I think what I hear most often in my leadership work and with people navigating those pivot points in their career is I have to talk to somebody about something that's unpleasant. Mm -hmm. Perhaps they do not want to hear, but they really need to hear it to be better as a leader or to help uh, others succeed in the organization. And so a lot of times it's unintentional. So I often tell my clients the first thing to do is time out. We're making this all about us, right? Mm -hmm. My manager's a jerk. Fill in the blank with other words if you want to use those. But we feel like this person is against us. And it's always going to be a challenge to talk to somebody if you're looking at them as the enemy. Your body language is going to show up all negative. You're going to elicit defensive emotions from the person. So instead, channel the positive. And there's a lot of interesting debate right now around a phrase I've grown to love about assuming positive intent of a person. The challenge is, is that intent is not as important as actual impact and and i believe this is true so anytime you're delivering a message to somebody that they may not want to hear narrowing in on the impact of their behavior really helps and and acknowledging maybe it was unintentional so whether you're talking to a boss Mm -hmm. a co-worker or a subordinate, really the same rule applies. Mm-hmm. Making the assumption that they did not mean to offend, they did not mean to insult, they did not mean to create tension. So you approach it from, I know that this was not your intention, but here's how it felt, here's how it was perceived. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Perception is such an important word that you just said because people often create unintended perceptions um, with their behavior. For example, someone may not know that the way their face looks in a meeting is signaling that they're not on board. (laughs) But you think about it, they can't see their face. You can see it, but Mm -hmm. they can't see it. I had a a woman who worked for me and she referred to her her own face as resting insert <laughs> word right word, word that rhymes with which face and she said that 
you know, she would go to networking events and just as she was hanging out, that was her natural expression. And when someone finally called it to her attention, she would work really hard to smile and be welcoming. She'd walk out of there exhausted because it just wasn't comfortable for her. Oh, right, right. And and for people that are more introverted, as I suspect she may have been, they have to flex quite a mm-hmm. bit to show the extroverted relationship mm-hmm. building side and, and they may not naturally get their energy from there. So their face is gonna look <laughs> like they feel. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that with that in mind though, um, to, you Going back to your question about having that candid conversation, how can you create some trust? Mm-hmm. That's a really big missing factor in this conversation. Often when I'm, I'm coaching clients or working through scenarios in my training classes, people bring up one of these examples, right? And it could be anything. I've heard them all. <laughs> but I often say, how much do you trust this person? And a lot of times they say, well, that's just it. I don't. Like, okay, well, we need to start there first Mm -hmm. because it's really hard to have a candid conversation if you don't feel trust. If you don't feel safe with somebody, you're never going to be completely candid and open. No, because if you if you trust them and you have that foundation in your relationship, then you've got some of those positive emotions to draw back on. And you have those positive moments to say, well, the last time we had a situation, it worked out okay. Mm -hmm. If you don't have that trust. So let's let's go there. Because let's assume the other situation is the easy one. I've got the history, I can do it. But I have a relationship with someone in an organization and I don't trust that they're going to handle the conversation well. I don't know whether they intended or not, but my perception is that they tend to be defensive. How do you how do you do that? Because you still have to play and play nice and get along. Yeah. Well, and that's just it. The reason we don't have these conversations is because we're afraid of burning that bridge, and there's no turning back. Mm-hmm. I have to work with this person. It's going to be awful. Mm. Oh, yeah, I've been there. So uh, to think about what you can do if if you don't have trust and you're not even sure what their intentions are, this can be a very scary place to be. Be opening to the conversation is probably the most important piece. And I might even send a pre-note or communicate ahead of time what I my objective is of this conversation. You know, if you just throw time on their calendar and show up, oh, you know, they're going to be defensive. They're going to have their dukes up. But if you perhaps say, hey, I, I noticed something in that meeting or I noticed something in our last interaction, and now that I've had some time to think about it, I'd really like to have a discussion with you and learn how we can better support each other. Right? Nice. And so it's kind of safe. It, it isn't him hauling around the issue. You're not beating around the bush of like, hey, just want to catch up. You know, that's not what you want to do. And they know that's not what you want to do. So instead, say, yes, I do want to talk about this candid issue. My intention is that we will discuss this because I want us to work better together. So have an objective. Start with that objective. Perhaps if it's somebody who likes time to think, a time to process kind of person, don't spring it upon them. Give them a couple days to think about it. Ideally, this takes place face-to-face, but a lot of our conversations nowadays don't, which is why email and texting is just so, don't, if you go beyond, you know, two or three email exchanges on an issue, it is time to pick up the phone. Yes, it is. It's time to schedule a meeting. Mm -hmm. 
So do that, and in that meeting, one thing I like to do when I'm prepping for that is to, to do some kind of positive affirming of myself. Right, because I get nervous. This is probably one of my number one stressors, so I identify with their audience here. You know, that might look like going into the bathroom or private place ahead of time, and just kind of like practicing some deep breathing, getting mentally calm, getting your emotions checked, so that when you walk in, it really does look like you want to build that healthier relationship. Mm-hmm. You're signaling with your body that you want to extend trust, even if the other person's not ready to. Yeah. But I think you made a really good point about some people need to listen and process information. And if you know that you're meeting with somebody that does, I almost would say schedule two conversations. Mm -hmm. You know, hey, I want to run something by you. I know you're going to need some time to process Mm -hmm. it. And then maybe we can regroup. And so even like letting someone know in the conversation, I think that... I know this is going to take a little bit of, yep. of working through and respect yeah. that they don't necessarily make decisions or respond to things on the fly. Ah, I love that. I love that. So think about how someone's made decisions in the past. Mm-hmm. If they have done them more slowly or diligently, yes, a couple conversations is absolutely key. What I would also offer is once we're on the same page with our objective, finding common ground early is really important. We tend to look at these things as zero-sum game. Mm -hmm. I win, you lose. As long as we're operating that way, that's exactly what's going to happen. It's going to be a duke out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Instead, think about what do we have shared interest-wise? How can we support each other? There's likely gives that you could give. Mm that would create some reciprocity. Not that you're trying to give to get, but you're trying to kind of put out some common ground things of like, hey, here's something I've noticed that might interest you, or here's something that I think I could do differently. Mm -hmm. So that's vulnerability too, Mm -hmm. which is also a vehicle for trust. Trust and vulnerability go hand in hand. It's impossible to have one without the other. Yeah. And then ask questions. So listening is one of our greatest assets and one of our most underutilized ones, especially as leaders. We think we have to just talk so much. So in my leadership work, I say, zip it. (laughs) Listen more than you speak. There's a reason we have two ears and one mouth. Mm -hmm. Pay attention to people. And it's amazing that best negotiators, best interrogators are really good at just sitting back in their chair and listening and saying things like, tell me more, help me understand. These phrases really work. My favorite coaching question, what else? Mm-hmm. <laughs> my my brother always used to say, and he was the, con- the consummate salesman when he was working, was um, in a negotiation, he who talks first loses. Mm. Because as soon as you put information out there, you're planting like a flag that someone else can then dispute or dislodge. Whereas to your point, if you let somebody talk and you're listening, you're letting them set the boundaries and then you can decide whether you think they're full of crap or yeah. whether whether that's something that you can work with. And it's intel. You're getting intel that helps with the rest of the conversation. So after you state the objective, here's why I've scheduled the time with you. I'd like to work on this with you. Then say, what do you think? (laughs) Just listen. It sounds simple, I know, but we rarely do this because we're nervous. Um, We want to take the first punch. We want to win. Instead of thinking about how to win, it's like, how do I get the objective I want? I really do want to work better. I really do want this person's support. Well, 
shoot, they're going to have to trust me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Julie, we could probably go on forever, but we are out of time. But I'm going to suggest that if people really want to know more about this topic in particular, that they should do several things. They should check out and look for your podcast, the Pivot Point Podcast, and look for your blog because you do a lot of writing on this topic too. Yes, yes. And also, this is a two-hour training course we did in 10 minutes. Happy to talk more about what that would look like at your organization. Awesome. And we'll have links to your website in the show notes. Awesome. Which you recently redesigned, by the way. Very excited. I think it looks really good. I'm so excited. (laughs) Awesome. Julie, thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate your support. If you've enjoyed today's conversation, be sure to look for MTFW wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.